This is episode 178 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 178 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Mark Loeffler back on the show. He's been on twice before. Uh, Mark is a, another guest that's just a wealth of knowledge. He's very in tune with the markets and what's going on economically. We had a really good chat about that today, as well as what Mark's doing out in Edmonton. So Mark's been a uh, very outspoken Edmonton investor for the past year or so, uh, picking up a lot of multifamily starting at 15 units, and now he's looking at a 90-unit building. We went through some pretty awesome numbers, some pretty awesome cash flow and strategy uh, as far as where he looks uh, to find properties and how he structures his business and systems. So it's always a very helpful and insightful discussion when I talk to Mark and uh, today's discussion was, was no exception. I'm confident you're gonna get a lot out of this. As always, just wanna ask you to quickly take a moment and rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Five stars would be greatly appreciated just to help more people find the show. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit all the buttons, like, subscribe, notification bell, leave us a comment, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, again, just helps it get it out to more people, help them uh, have success in real estate as well. And without further ado, let's jump into episode 178 with Mark Loeffler. Hello and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I got Mark Loeffler back here. He's on the show a couple of times already. This is the third time, yep. Yeah, third time. and uh, Third time's a charm, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, Mark, you're a busy guy. We obviously chat fairly often. We've done a bunch on your YouTube channel. Um, I'm sure we're going to cover some of those topics today. You know, what's going on, market. Yep. And, um, you know, let's start with kind of your background for those who aren't familiar with you and uh, just what you've been up to lately. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've been a real estate investor now for I think it's almost 20 years. Um, it's a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, I started out doing uh, duplexes and smaller stuff in Newmarket, Cornwall, Hamilton, Toronto uh, areas. Um, and I've just graduated into buying bigger buildings at some point along that line, probably 14 years ago, 15 years ago, yeah. I got my real estate license. Um, and I started helping people buy investment properties. Um, what I've been up to lately, I basically am trying to buy all of Edmonton yeah. um, right now. And I actually just got my real estate license out in Alberta as well. Serious? Yep. So you, what, what was that like as a process? Actually, it was pretty simple. Um, I got my whatever from like transaction history from Aurea or whoever. Yeah. Rico and they sent it off to the Alberta place and it actually took me longer to get my um, English proficiency stuff from the Toronto District School Board than it did to get that stuff. So oh, okay. Over. Yeah. That's what they need. They need your uh, yeah. your high school. Well, they like, oh, university, high school, just something that shows you can, you know, you're proficient in English. And I'm like, well, we're talking right now. <laughs> I'm like, isn't that doesn't, good enough? Doesn't that like, work? Uh, no. <laughs> Okay, so what was the logic between or for getting your your license there? Just being able to see transactions, uh, see transactions, and the fact that like I had, I've probably referred twenty to thirty people out mm -hmm. to Alberta in the last six months. Yeah, um, I, I, I honestly just you know I know the market there very well, yeah. especially in the multi mm -hmm. thing because I've bought a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, so you might I might as well help people. I might as well help people. I have people that are there that are going to do the showings and you know, do more of things. So I basically partnered with somebody out there yeah, um, to, to get through people through and do all that type of stuff. But I'll just run my investors through that, my buyers, right? So 
that's really cool. I didn't know you were working on that. And then yeah. you've got your Canmore place that you bought and then sold. So it closes, it was supposed to close Monday, it closed today. Mm-hmm. So somebody made you an offer. You had had this place for a year and a half or something? 10 days or 10 months. 10 months you had had it before yeah. the offer came? So, well, I mean, it closed in two weeks, but yeah. So I basically bought it July of last year, closed July of last year, and it closed again. Yeah. Whatever, May, and you're up today, the 18th. So. Up like 600 grand or something? 500. 500 grand? After fees yeah. and whatever. Not bad for a year's not really for work. 10 months. <laughs> and, and you know what the beauty part is? Like, yeah. I, I look like a genius because I took out money from the stock market. Yeah. You know, whatever, 10 months ago when the market was up and yeah. now the market's totally gone to crap. Yeah. So I made 100% on that money or, or maybe a little bit more. And, you know, and the market's gone to crap. Yeah. So, yeah, tell me about that because that's part of what, what you're doing. Obviously, you've been doing options trading for a while and market's a little bit different right now. So I'm not doing as much options trading right now. So I have basically two different types of accounts. Okay. I have uh, like a long-term hold, one yeah. that I'll sell calls in. Okay. Um, but I bought, you know, I bought like Suncourt $15. Okay. And then I have a target price on it at $50. So I just sell calls at $50. It's a, obviously they have a dividend. Mm-hmm. So I actually dripped the stock. So I do a okay. dividend reinvestment program. Um, I have that, I have Enbridge, I have, I started when the, when everything crashed, I started buying stuff like AMD and Intel, yeah. um, in that one. And then, yeah, just, so are these all covered calls? Like you have the covered call. So I okay. buy the stock and I sell calls. Yeah. On. So you're happy if somebody wants to take you up on it or, or you'll just it, keep it and keep, keep taking premiums. A hundred percent. And okay. I just keep, keep taking the income and then I drip it. So, so I add stock and. So give me a context, like an example. So you said Suncor? Suncor. What, what's it trading at right now? 45 to 46, and 48. And you'd, you'd sell a call at 50? Yeah. Okay. And, and you're like, not expecting anyone to take you up on that, but if it, if they do well, great. Yeah. Well, cause my cost basis is $15. Right? Okay. So you're, you're way up at that point. Oh, I'm way up. Right yeah. Now. But as far as like a premium, like how are you, are you selling a call for 60 days, 90 days, six weeks ish, so okay. 45 days, 45 days. Yeah. And what kind of premium are you making? Uh, one to 2%, one depending to 2%. on what the stock's doing, on the stock's value. Earning, if there's earnings and whatever. Yeah. And yeah, that's nice to just keep making money off of something you own. <laughs> well, and, and I'm getting like my dividend on, it's like 7%. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. on, on your original uh, yeah. purchase price. That's all right. So, Might, maybe even more. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously with uh, oil prices going up, I'm sure that has an effect there. It has a huge, huge effect, but yeah. Yeah. It's a good time to be invested in that kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. Because new mining and stuff is, uh, is very restricted right now. Very. Well, it's so funny. I'm talking to my buddy up in Fort Mac and he's like, you know, the Suncor warehouse is hiring $60 an hour to start. No experience. Wow. <laughs> He's a truck driver up there and somebody offered him $11,000 for two weeks worth of work. Wow. That's wild. And he turned I, him down. Wow. The price, like, right, prices are just going so insane on that, that yeah. side of things. So, okay. So that's part of what, what you're doing. Obviously, you've got the stuff out there in, uh, in Canmore. You're going to buy another one, right? So, well, it's so, it's funny how things work. So last week I, I, I said, nah, you know what? I tried to negotiate the price. It came down a little bit, not enough. Mm-hmm. And I basically said, okay, I don't want yeah. it then. Go, they, they're like, we have a backup. I'm like, okay, go sell it to the backup. Yeah. I get a call yesterday. Oh, the backup didn't come through. Maybe they'll sell it, it to you now. I'm like, well, maybe my price is lower now. I don't know. <laughs> like, we'll just keep chasing it down, right? Um, yeah. 
you know, it's funny because he's a builder and it's clo- like it'll be fully built on June 15th. So mm-hmm. he wants to, wants to sell, it. sell it. And I'm like, well, obviously mortgages have changed. Yeah. Like my cost is going up like this. Like there's, you know, there's yeah, a whole we bunch adjust. of factors, right? So I need to adjust. And I don't know that, you know, that market is going to be as strong right now, right? Like I just. It's tough. Like I know we were trying to predict all this stuff for so long and. You, you know, it's it's the it's the two impossible situations. Like they raise interest rates and break the economy, or they let inflation ride and that wrecks the economy in other ways. And you know, so what right. what's the pickle? You, you know, that is the pickle. And, and what do they do about it? Yeah, um, and, and it's so funny, right? Because I, like I was seriously, I don't know if I was losing sleep over this decision. But I was on the fence. Like I'm like, ah, do I just buy it? Because yeah. you know, it's great for the kids. It's great for whatever. Yeah. And I was like, ah, there'll be other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always other stuff. Like the it's like streetcars, right? Yeah. Or buses. They come, another one will come along soon. Yeah. And you know, it just I just so had it might that, just work out for you. <laughs> honestly, I just had that gut feeling, right? I'm just like, ah, it seems yeah. like too much, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's kind of. Uh, in that position right now, like, I, or I feel like a lot of people are like with just decisions to buy it all, all around. Wow, like we say that, but I just bought a 21 unit out in Edmonton, yeah. closed June June 3rd. We're putting an offer on 90 unit out there, but, but I'm definitely using this as negotiation, yeah. right? Yeah, like is that that market wasn't really up that much to begin with. No, it's up like maybe 15% year over year right now. Yeah, uh, but like it hadn't gone up from 2014 till now. It's been either down or stagnant. Yeah. So that that's like kind of the market you would want to invest in, like the ones that haven't gone up yeah, until I, recently because they have less to fall. Yeah, less to fall. And, you know, they're hypothetically, hypothetically. <laughs> yeah. um, also, like I think oil prices are going to sustain bit, yeah. here for at least the next six months. Mm-hmm. So that'll do well. And, you know, that'll start to come back, which will pull back inflation. And I think I kind of think Canada's headed for for a recession. Oh, I think that's like an undebatable. Yeah, and I think that oil will stay around seventy dollars a barrel, minimum sixty to seventy dollars a barrel, which is great for Alberta. Mm-hmm. So I think that obviously recession comes, they lower interest rates in the rest of Canada while Alberta's on, yeah. on fire. This happened last time, right? Like, well, we were basically like what we were six percent. I checked it like two months ago. I haven't, I haven't updated my knowledge here, but we were like six or seven percent GDP growth nominal. Yeah. And our inflation rates right around the same. Yeah. So you could say that that we were as far as real growth goes, roughly stagnant. Now you increase interest rates. Yeah. So I think it's undebatable that we go into recession at this point. I, I think they have to if yeah. they want to if they want to get inflation. Down. Yeah, control it, right? If they want to get the demand side of the supply yeah. chain problem down. Right, and I, like right now, I think everybody's just, it's kind of like the beginning of, of lockdown. Like just everybody's looking around, wondering what to do. Well, it's so funny. Like I talked, I, I talked to so many people about stuff like this, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I have people who have cottages are renting them and they're mm-hmm. saying that's slower. I know like on my lake, one didn't sell on offer day type thing. Like that's happening, obviously. You know, we still sell, like we listed seven properties last week. We sold them all. Yeah. Um, so stuff is still moving. The market's yeah. still, as long as you have realistic expectations. I, yeah. I think one of the funniest things. So like one conversation I had today, this guy is going to sell his Oakville property. Him and his girlfriend have retired, mm-hmm. and they have a couple Airbnbs around. He has a lot of long-term rentals, 
And basically he's going to go and buy like an Airbnb in maybe Canmore and yeah. Arizona and like, you know, live. Mm-hmm. He, he has his place in that he Airbnbs in Hamilton. So he'll just stay there when he's here. Canmore when he's in like Arizona. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant, right? Like yeah. it's. Yeah. Oh, oh, not to have kids, I guess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know that flexibility these days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh so what what are you like you're obviously very finger on the pulse with this stuff like mm-hmm. I know you have a lot of conversations about it I mean what what is your take like I know it's so hard to predict and we do this a lot we talk about this but what is your take about the next six months uh, I think recession like you do uh, what's the response do they say well it's just what you need to do uh, so I see I like in real estate terms I see that uh, I think prices are going to flatten out from here. I flatten or fall flatten. I think we're going to, I think like what happened, obviously like January, we talked about 15% increase Mm -hmm. unsustainable. Yeah. Then February came, it was another 10% increase. Yeah. Right. Because they're all new. This is rate increases were coming. So it's like, oh, we got to get in. We got to get in. We got to get in. And there was nothing available. All these prices went up. So we're still up 5%. For the year, from, yeah. from December to from now. December, yeah. Okay. So if this was a normal year, I'd be sitting here talking, it's "Hey, you know, real estate yeah. is great. We're up five yeah. percent, whereas we're actually, well, obviously, we're down, you know, whatever, 20 percent from the peak." Yeah. But if it was a normal year where we didn't have the stupidity in January, February, yeah. Um, as for the recession, I don't. I think it's gonna be mild. I don't yeah. think they're gonna go deep. Um, like it's funny. Like we're at the Western Apartment Association or whatever the conference out west and you know todd hirsch is in there speaking he thinks over the next year and a half we're going to see 200 basis point increase yeah i've heard that a couple of times being thrown around and that would be i mean from a canadian perspective that's like almost equivalent to what they did in in the 80s i know it's nowhere near like teens but the effect based on how much debt people have yeah i would think it would it would almost have a similar effect in controlling inflation anyway yeah i i don't know that we're going to get that high i think that's obviously some of it is transitory mm-hmm. um and they're they're it's slowly improving but we can't yeah. unprint that money that's that's the real problem i mean can you really control it or do you have to let it play out because this if they stop printing money at the rate they did then eventually all those new dollars sort of play out and the inflation effect will slow yeah. right so, i mean i think they've stopped in the like the major much, printing press yeah. I, yeah well i mean like yeah. they stopped quantitative easing right yeah. so we saw that in march where the bond rate went from i don't know like one two mm-hmm. to like two six yeah like basically not overnight but like within two weeks which is unheard of mm-hmm. right that's why all, all the long-term mortgage rates went up everything yeah, yeah. went up right yeah. like it's um like just the, the the chart is unbelievable when you look at that stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, I love to geek out on that stuff, right? That's why we bring it here, Mark. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't for me I don't think the the bank rate plays as much into it as obviously the long term bond rates right now, mm-hmm. and I I don't think the long term bond rates are going to move all that much right now. Like I think we've had that jump. I think we're yeah. going to flatten out. Yeah, and I guess. You know, if it if they see like a you know major recession signals, you know, one quarter later, do they start making a decision to maybe not continue increasing? Do they do they back the interest rates back down? Um, I think the big news story isn't the the Bank of Canada increasing the overnight rate. Mm-hmm. I think the big story is the bond rates. The bond rates. Yeah. I think the quantitative easing has has yeah is done yeah they've stopped buying um i i think they're maybe even selling into the market right now Mm -hmm. and that's gonna obviously be deflationary okay 
And I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And I don't think if we go into a recession, I don't think they're going to start the quantitative easing again. I think that was like their, mm-hmm. oh, COVID, here's our hammer. And what did it, and I, I did dig into this a little bit earlier on, but what did the Canadian version of quantitative easing look like? It was the government buying back its own bonds 100%. at a premium. Uh, just at market. At market. But like, I mean, they got bond rates down to like 0.2. That's obviously why we were seeing yeah. fixed rates at like one. Yeah. So trying to drive two. the interest rates down. They well, stopped that's, trying, that's what right? It was. Uh, and so now that they've stopped trying, and that was like, looking at that, it's kind of a futile effort because things weren't open, right? So you're driving things down. That money all just needs to go somewhere. You make money and so it went cheap, to, right? Yeah. It went, went to real estate. Went to real estate. The one thing that was open for yeah. business, right? I mean, not the one thing, but one of the major cars, things. Food, cars, food, groceries. Well, but people bought cars, obviously, yeah. with it. People bought, like, I mean, I just sold my Porsche for 20 grand more than I paid for it. You're always wheeling and dealing, man. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, yeah. like, those things, like the Porsche and then, like, the condo, like I, I like the condo, but I didn't like love yeah. it, right? And so if I can trade it for something I like more, yeah. and again make more money, and the Porsche, the same thing. Like it was a, like I liked it, yeah, and like it, I didn't love it. I was kind of bored with it. Gotcha. Um, so it's like why keep this, you know, expensive toy around if I'm not yeah. gonna love it? And I go buy. I got to actually. It's funny. Somebody listed a like a '71 Datsun is what I really want. Okay. And I'm gonna like uh, retro. Um, retro mod it okay um and I, so i contact the guy and he's like oh mark man i love your youtube channels come by anytime and look i'm like okay this yeah is good like yeah. yeah that's really good yeah get i don't know if goodwill. i get a better deal get some goodwill you know some trust in that transaction yeah you're the guy on youtube yeah yeah so how is that how is that going since you brought it up the uh the channel youtube's good it's pretty steady like i'm not like growing like last year at like this time it was it was or well I think last year at this time is when I made the decision to go down from three videos to two. Okay. Um, and that has just kind of limited the growth. Like yeah. I'm at like 57, 5,800 yeah. subscribers. And like I'm constantly You got gaining. a good community there, I think, yeah. of people that are, are on your stuff. I and, have like yeah. people who watch consistently and, mm-hmm. you know, and I made the decision, like, I don't want to be like, you know, have 70,000, 80,000. Like, I don't like, that's fine if that happens. Yeah. And I think everyone should watch, but like, if, yeah. if they don't, that's fine too. And I just kind of do it for myself because I mm-hmm. love like diving into the numbers. Yeah. You know, I just love geeking out on that stuff and it just gives me a platform. To well, yeah, if you're going to do it. that stuff anyway, yeah. <laughs> why not record it and let somebody edit it and post it? That's right. Yeah. That that's like I'm trying to think of that more. Like I crunch, like I'm very much a back of the envelopes number kind of guy. I'm like, Maybe I should start recording reels of this. Like here's the deal I'm looking at. Here are my here's my breakdown of the numbers. Yeah, and it'd just be a way of kind of like creating some content around what I would be doing anyway. Well, and that's it, right? And that's all it was was I'm doing this anyway. So let's like I'm analyzing properties. I'm yeah doing whatever. I'm creating plans. I'm mm-hmm. you know this. So why not just record it and yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, thinking out loud with these economics discussions, like everybody wants to know, like we're all trying to figure it out, rationalize our way through it. I mean, I think 2% of the population wants to know, but uh, (laughs) I meant the audience here. We all want to know. know. Yeah. 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 You're right. The other part, I mean, they're probably just tuning it out. It's it's interesting how the tone and, and probably by the time this airs, it'll have changed even more um, as to, you know, the tone people have about the outlook. And I, I do see that uncertainty. A lot of people just pausing. That's what makes me like, I think from a fundamental standpoint, we know it can't stay down. 
real estate can't because wow. you how do you build more houses it's still so expensive to build well and you look yeah. at toronto they just like increased yeah. their developments um yeah. thing 41 percent, 49 percent, or whatever it was like it, it, it's unreal like it's that's just going to increase the cost of housing their development charge yeah they they, they increased the development charges 49 percent. like yeah. it's like uh obviously you're not paying attention to what yeah you know, this is uh, Dougie's trying to do there, but okay. This is what I mean when I like the nonsensical nature of government. Like we need affordable housing for Canadians and like everything they're doing just makes it more expensive. Well, so you say Canadians, right? Like yeah. this is a very Ontario thing to do now that I've traveled around yeah. the country more that we figure that everyone is having this issue because it's Ontario is Ontario, having, yeah. It's mainly Ontario because you got, it's all the not in my backyard, mm-hmm. right? All the Nimbianism, it's all the... You know, oh, like we, yeah, it's our rights, it's whatever, right? Where you go to Alberta, and it's like, I have, we bought a 40 unit property out there, it's 30,000 square foot of floor plate. Um, we can, I don't know, we can probably put about 120 units. We have to change zoning. Right okay. now, we can put about 80 units on four story, but we can get six story there. Um, so you're gonna have to build it? Yeah. Okay. But like to get the zoning change, we'll take, Two, three months. That's it? And then like, I could have shovels in the ground probably within, I don't know, eight, nine months there. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Like I could be in and done in a year. Is that and an half. Edmonton specific thing? Like it's Alberta. Okay. Yeah. Because I've heard somebody in, in Calgary say that it was it was a lot more lethargic there. So it's it's yeah, Calgary is obviously harder than Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh it's funny because I was talking to a bunch of the developers and like, why would I build stuff in Edmonton right now when I can buy build in Calgary? They have higher rents. They have. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that makes sense, right? It's the same cost to build, yeah. Just the land's a little bit more. But if you're getting 120 units, mm-hmm. you know, your cost basis isn't that much more, right? So you're um, obviously focused in Edmonton. Is that where you just were? You were there this just past week. Yep. Yeah. I got, um, flew back this morning. Got in at 11:30. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just had to make it here in time. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so you uh, obviously burying the cold there. Is it still cold? Oh, it was no. nice. It was it's nice. The same weather as today. Like just yeah. Okay, starting to warm 20, up. 20, 23 degrees. I, I we're kind of going through a cold snap here right now, so it's just like colder right than it was. It was so hot here it was, on the weekend. It was nice, yeah. Was yeah. Um, what are your What do your uh, numbers look like out there as far as like price per door that you're buying? Yeah. So. I mean, we're buying anywhere from, we've bought anywhere from 85,000 a door till 100 to 115 a door. Um, we try to keep it under $100,000 a door. Mm-hmm. The 90 unit, we're trying to negotiate it right, right around 90 to 92,000 a door. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that works out to in purchase price, but it's probably eight. 90? 90. So 90, and then you you want to do- 9 uh, million, yeah. Oops, let's, let's do these numbers. That would be good, actually. So, so, like I can share with you, we've completed two projects out there. Uh, fifth, so Don Campbell's building that we uh, we bought and did all that. So we bought that at 1335 for 15 units, so about 90 a door. 89. Didn't he agree to go on your show or something? I know, and I just haven't followed up with yeah. him. Now he's on his, <laughs> his vacation and whatever. I don't want to bother him. Yeah. Um, we'll do it at some point. I actually wanted to do it live. Yeah. Oh, do it like a, a YouTube live on it? Yeah, no, or just yeah. like actually go there and... Oh, do it face-to-face? Face-to-face, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, it might end up being Zoom. But. So if you do if you do 90 at 92, that's that's uh, 8.2 million, 8.3-ish. Yeah. Um, 
What kind of cap rate would that be? I don't know. No. I haven't actually ran the numbers yet. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to guess it's in the sixes. Okay. And then with room to move rents up or not really? 100% room to move rents up. So we took, it's very similar to the 15 unit. We took the rents that we were getting for like 925 for a two bedroom. We're yeah. getting 1375 right now. And there, there's no rent control, right? No rent control. So you just tell the tenants, how much, how much notice do you have to give them? Like three months or something? Six, 60 or 90 days. So you just say, hey, your rent was 900. Now it's going to be 1350. Um, <laughs> like, let us know if you're leaving. So we did that on one of the buildings and nobody left. And we're like, yeah. oh, um, hmm, that's not good. We Because we want to go in and renovate and, and, and fix yeah. a bunch of problems and do a bunch of different but if people things. just want to pay an extra 400 bucks I, I, then uh, i get that like it's yeah. A, yeah i mean oh i don't have to do anything and you want to pay extra like it, it it makes sense that immediately improves your value and you didn't have to do anything exactly so. um so i mean we'll see on this one um mm -hmm. i don't think it's in as great an area as the other yeah. ones but it's, it is up and coming it's by it's right by transit so yeah. so before this what's the biggest unit uh number of units you've done in there 40 40 okay and do you have a management company or do you have per property like site supers or combination? So we have a building manager across all our um, buildings. We have a, a management company that we pay out there as well. Okay, so you've hired a guy that just goes and manages your stuff. Okay, and then yeah. management company-wise. Well, the, the property manager hired them. Okay, so you're just, but you're, you're carrying the cost of it, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Um, is that included in their percentage rate? No. No, that's not on top? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's go through like a hypothetical. So the 90, 90 some odd unit. 90 unit. 90 yeah. unit. Okay. What's the average rent you figure there now? Probably 800. 800. Okay, All right. So that's $72,000 a month in rent. That's okay. Yeah. So about 864 per year. Do you know, I guess so we could just do like an approximate, like your total operating expenses are going to be what, like 30, 35%? About 40. 40% because your rents are low right now? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll say... Um, I mean, I probably have it on my phone. <laughs> I'm to look at it. Yeah, so if your expenses are 40, your operating income is going to be 60%. So let's see here. And then, yeah, the value we said was... I use an 8% vacancy out there too. Oh, okay, well, we'll add that in because... So is that is that basically what you should expect, an 8%? Or is that a conservative um, estimate? It's very conservative. I think yeah. five percent right now is CMHC. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like to be conservative. So. No, I think that's smart. So okay. basically, let's call it fifty percent. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I, I've got uh, I've got this coming in at a five point seven cap. Yeah. Right. So, but immediately you're saying you could pretty much go in and and jack the rents up. Like as is condition. Like people are going to obviously leave, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but we need to renovate the units, and we're renovating to the yeah. tune of about thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars per unit. Thirty to thirty-five. So across the building, do you think that you will actually spend that across ninety units? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so this one needs it then. Yeah, like so. It, it, basically, it's a condo deconversion. It used mm -hmm. to be a, a condo, so they've obviously taken yeah. out the condo board and did whatever. And yeah. Okay, so if it was. If we were going to add on 30,000 times 90, that puts you up to almost 11 million you're in. Yep. And then what would you be uh, renting for per unit at that point? I think average, you're probably going to be like, call it 1275. So 1275. 
so that would bring your gross rent up to about 115 a month 115,000 that brings your cap closer to, to 6.79 assuming that you still keep a 40 percent operating expense but you won't like then it'll go down right it'll so you'd be like down. 35 and then like yeah. i'll run a lower uh, vacancy as well lower vacancy as well you'll be like closer to five i run a five I'm yeah i run a five so that brings your cap rate up to 7.74 yeah and so you'd be in for 10 9 8 but probably worth more because yeah. what are they going to value it at like an appraiser out there are they going to uh, i'll probably get 170 to 190 a door so let's just call it 170 like that our, our minimum refi that we've done is 170 a door right now really okay yeah. so those so you're like a 1.5 valuation in for 1.1 1. 1, uh cash flowing well let's see like you you're, you're talking about 15 million dollar valuation sorry 15 did i say 1.5 you did yeah 1.5 you forgot a zero 1.5 <laughs> out of zero yeah so carry the decimal yeah the decimal yeah, yeah. so 15 million point three um so 75 percent loan to value you think 95. you're getting cmhc cmhc mli select yeah and so what how does that reside if you're if you're under market Rents? So affordable housing, basically yeah. my rents have to be under $1,640 per unit. And that's just national. So if you're no, in- No, no, no. It's, it's market by market specific. So you, so when you say you're 1275, that is an affordable rent. Like you've said it that way. No, that's just actually- That's just rent. what it will get, but you'll get higher. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 95%, what, what amortization? 50. 50? Yeah. And what interest rate you figure? Right now it's 4%, uh, it's actually under, but I mean, yeah. you're gonna call it 5%, right? Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Okay, so that'd be $23,000 of cash flow, 24, almost 24 a month? Yeah. Ah, that's insane numbers. I mean, what are your, in your, in your estimation, like what are the biggest risks uh, for this, a project like this one? Biggest risk in, in Edmonton in general is the fact that people can build, right? People can like, oh, there's demand. Mm. Let's turn on the taps and, and start building. Yeah. And they can build them quickly and they can put them out. Um, I think we're in a unique advantage of the price and how we work things mm -hmm. just because if somebody wants a nice unit, the newer units are going for $2,000. Mm -hmm. Whereas our units are going for, let's call it 1400 for a two bedroom. Yeah. So if they want a, that style of finish, but they don't want to pay $2,000, then they come to our yeah. building. And there's a whole bunch of new. So you're going to have nice finishes at that rate. Oh, like we're condo yeah. where we take down walls. So we're open concept. We have mm -hmm. an island. It's all stone countertop, laundry in each unit. Okay. Uh, we do all the bathrooms. There's dishwashers. It's. Yeah. The laundry in units is such a big upgrade. It's, it's so huge. Like people, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I want to create something I'd live in. Right. Yeah. And I definitely need to, I need laundry. I don't, uh, I don't want to walk downstairs and pay, put the quarters oh, in that's or horrible. whatever. Oh. To me, like that would be a huge deal breaker. I, I would think there's going to be a huge tenant base that just wouldn't even consider your building based on that. Yeah. So the second you add it in, uh, now you're, you're going to have to add plumbing. Um, yeah. Are you breaking up any floors to do that or so how are you doing it's that? It's all wood construction. Yeah. So typically we don't, obviously don't need to, we open up the walls and fix yeah. things. And, so you, you'll have plumbing in a wall you can just tap into? Yeah, all the lines are going straight up. We, we yeah. tap into existing plumbing and... Okay, so there's a stack going up and you just tap right into it. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes we, we had to like either fix the stack or yeah. you know, do something. But. And are you... Uh, like How much of that work needs a permit out there? That's a great question for my contractor. You'll find they out. Just, yeah, he'll find just, out. They, they just, just take care of it, yeah. yeah. 
yeah i'm just curious like if they're very like red they, tape out there or if they're no, they, much... they get permits for everything for yeah sure. like we took down uh we had to put lvls in like uh, okay. like load bearing walls and stuff like that so they got permits there got yeah electrical plumbing permits okay wow those numbers look amazing <laughs> I mean, what would you say is like the biggest i mean obviously there's so risk wise you, you know you've pointed out that they can create supply quite easily out there yeah. there's lots of land there's but i think i have a lot of like, with that 50-year amortization like i have a lot of like yeah room yeah because you're i mean if you look at your amortization table your first payment, for instance, your uh, your interest amount is forty three thousand. Your principal is three thousand nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny. Like I had an yeah. argument, like our discussion with a, like a our actually he lends he does our firsts on our buys and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, I want a shorter amortization because I want to pay off the mortgage, and I'm like, uh, I'll take interest only. Yeah. Just give me interest only. I'm happy. Interest with that. only at five percent would be great. Yeah. I mean, because you, you think about it, like obviously inflation's higher than five, so you're you're actually getting paid to borrow that money. Yeah. Will it be in two years though? Tough. Tough to say. But I again yeah. and I told him I don't care. Yeah. Like I got such wiggle room and I, I don't think we'll get a five percent. I think it'd probably be closer to four or less when by the time mm-hmm. we actually pull the MLI select program. Because yeah. we'll be I mean, ninety units, I'm probably gonna guess we're a year and a half in renovations, right? Yeah. So in the interim, are you, how are you funding that in the interim until you get to the point of refi? So we go like, we get 85% of the, um, of the purchase price mm-hmm. and 85% of the construction costs. Okay. And are you doing that uh, with like a credit union out there? No, it's through, um, through our, our, our ICI. Um, okay. ICI. Yeah. And they'll do, so they have different people they work with different mix and stuff like that. It's funny, like equitable. Will be so there'll be a ba lending partnership or whatever okay so equitable might come in or laurentian might come in on on like the 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 side like interesting to lower the cost but we'll probably be on that one probably around five and a half to six percent okay uh, interest only to start yeah. off with and so they'll do 85 percent of cost 85 percent of cost yeah. okay and then you get all the way to the end you'll and you're only paying on what you draw yep yeah that's good just had a conversation with the Florida lender and because of my experience and newness to the US, they wanted, they, they said, go Dutch, <laughs> which, when they, which they translated to mean that they wanted to charge me on the whole amount. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't like that very much. No. <laughs> that, that drastically changes the, 100%, uh, the yeah. numbers. But uh, I don't know, I may have to take my medicine on that for like one or two yeah. just to show the track record with it. But uh, damn, like these are, these are numbers that are, are quite significant for a single project. Now, of course, you have to line up your contractors. That's a big building. You probably wouldn't have done that as your first out there. No, we did a 15 unit as our first. Yeah, just to sort of build up your trades. Do you, I mean, do you see like the manpower being a, a challenge here? Uh, I mean, I, we have grid trades now. And like by the time we buy this one, there'll be other projects that are coming off. Like we have, I don't know, we have five projects on the go out there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like two are finishing up within the next month. And then it's just continuous. Yeah. And how does your contractor price you? Do you get a job pricing or are, are they fairly transparent? And then they, cost they plus. so cost plus a set fee? Yeah. Okay. Not a percentage of cost? No. Okay. Yeah, that, that probably makes the most sense. So how open book are they? And like, you know, what kind of checks do you have on what they're doing? So, I mean, they send us everything. Like, So you see all the invoices, you pay them direct or they pay them and then they pay them and, and then they just send you a copy. Yep. Okay. And then you pay them. 
And is it like deposit heavy up front or do you just do milestones as you go? Milestones as we go. Okay, so you got a good relationship with them already. Yeah. How are you with that? Do you do you pay deposits or no? Yeah, I mean, we did up front, right? Like, like when you first start with when these? When first started, like yeah. you got it, right? Like it's... Or you got to work something else out. I had a new contractor that wanted to deposit for our, our campground and I'm like, what do you need it for? Oh, the materials, okay. I'll buy the materials. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But yeah, you got to you got to put money out, of course. And I, you know, yeah. just being that far away, I yeah. was like I could buy the materials, but it, it's just yeah. easier to have you do it, so let's just get oh, going. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, and I think once you develop or like I think it goes two ways. Like there's going to be trust built on both sides. Once you've worked together a few times, then it's like, okay, you're good. Like let's yeah. let's just rock and roll. Yeah, and, and our, then, our contractor has a crush on my partner Sharon, so Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that helps. You just have to bring Sharon out and then Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Sharon is, uh, she's doing this stuff with you. I know you guys, you're realtor partners together. Yeah, yeah. so she's partners with me on, on Top Gun Real Estate Investment. That's 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 what you've called it, okay. Yeah. And um, yeah. So that's everything you're doing out in Edmonton? Is I mean, all top everything Gun? we're doing. Okay, now are you doing anything, I think anything left in like Hamilton? I guess you still have what you already had so built I still there. have one building in Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, I might be selling that, maybe, yeah. or I might be buying my partners out of it, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, I, I mean, I'm still looking, so who knows what comes up or what comes down the pipeline right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm always looking though. Yeah. I mean, it feels like I, I have a similar feeling like I, if there's a great deal, sure. But I mean, I find Ontario just like, it doesn't seem like there's as, as obvious a deal. So of course that might be changing in the near future. So my problem now with Ontario is, is just how long it takes to do anything. Mm-hmm like to get tenants out to do this, to do that. Whereas in Alberta, it seems. Yeah. And I, and the, and, and just the team we have in Alberta is way better than anything I've ever had in Ontario. Interesting. Is it just easier to find good people you find? Um, I, we looked long and hard. So the pro like our property manager is cold out there. Like it's so funny. We bought two buildings off actually our lender like the guy who does our, our like our mortgage brokering and then he was going to sell us more but he's like oh who's your new property management company like mm-hmm. oh graystone like and he goes are they good and i go okay well i'm going to tell you something but you'll never sell me anything again he's like okay i'm like the building you sold us we just walked in and raised rents 300 dollars a unit and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah. And like your And your manager hadn't been there for like six months or something. Like, And he mm. told us that. Like, I don't know why he told us. And everything we got from him was a mess. And he's like, oh. So he went ahead and took six other buildings and gave it to our property manager. And now he's, you know, oh, this is great. I don't have to do anything. But now he's not going to sell you any more of his buildings. Now he's not going to sell. But I mean, he's yeah. going to get his great financing on things, right? Like it's, uh, there's, and, and the thing is, is, and I said this to him, I go, oh, I'd love to buy your buildings. But there's so much out there. Yeah, like I was gonna ask you, like, what is the viability uh, for people trying to get in now? Well, it's so funny. Like today, I got a, a 23 unit and a 16 unit, like as a package deal, like to look at. I got a 99 unit uh, package deal uh, that's being sold. I got the 90 unit mm-hmm. I'm working on. There's yeah, there's tons of stuff out there. There's just so much opportunity. So what areas? Let's. I'm gonna pull up the. Uh, my Google Maps here. <laughs> what areas of Edmonton do you like and what areas don't you like? like give me an area that I should look so up. So Queen Mary Park. Queen. That's where our first two buildings were. Park. Queen Mary Park, Edmonton. Okay. 
So this is a little, uh, well, I guess it's like one major intersection, kind of square in the center of the city, like a borough of the city. Yeah. And kind of just northwest of downtown. There's northwest of downtown, kind of close to schools. Um, yeah. Okay. And where is an area that, like, is all the surrounding boroughs, are those all sort of like areas that you'd be okay with as well? So I don't know Edmonton that well because yeah. it's all based on the numbered grid system. Yeah. And it, it confuses, yeah, the numbered streets. Yeah. It confuses the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, but like Central McDougal is probably somewhere where I wouldn't go. So yeah. I don't know how close. I think it's not that far yeah. away from Central McDougal. Yeah. Let's look at that. Okay. So Central McDougal is like right next to it. Yeah. Okay, so you have to you have to really be specific about your areas. Yeah, and but we're like right by Centennial Stadium. We just bought three properties, okay. um, which is Cromdale, I think. It's Cromdale, maybe Cromdale area. Cromdale, Edmonton. Is that a, is that a thing? That is like two more major neighborhoods over. Yeah, so it's, it's like the right. they're all close to each to other, east, and yeah. they're all close to downtown. Yeah, um, you're kind of like following along the river almost, like a little. Yeah. So and downtown's just north of the river, and you're just north of that. Yeah, and there's like a, mm. a like a LRT station there mm -hmm. and everything, and yeah. One time when uh, my brother and I, we were, my brother used to live in Edmonton. He lived down in the very south, and uh, I don't know why we'd been out at the bar. This is like. 15 years ago we ran back at two in the morning from downtown to south i don't know why we did that we're kind of idiots but i guess we've all been there oh yeah <laughs> being idiots that is yeah um okay so these uh these neighborhoods are kind of hugging one specific area is is there some specific reason that you were drawn to do that uh focus on that area was it purely that started with the numbers it just happened to be right, there? price per door like the price per door, like on White Avenue, which is not that yeah. far away, but it's yeah. like the more trendy commercial area. Yeah, that sounds familiar to me. So yeah, yeah, that's probably where you were drinking and you ran yeah. from. Um, and yeah, like it's like your one thirty a door to buy in there. Okay. And I'm just like, I don't know that with my our model mm -hmm. that the numbers are going to work. Like if I put thirty five in, am I going to get you know the lift from you know whatever one seventy to two forty? Yeah. Per door. I mean, we got 190 on our 15 unit there. In these neighborhoods. In these neighborhoods. So. 190. And you're buying, but you still would expect to buy around 100 there? Yeah. Or even under, hopefully? I uh, hope so. We just bought one at 85, yeah. 21 units for 185. Yeah. I don't know what that would come mm -hmm. to. So. Wow. Okay. So are there also other areas like. I mean, I think about these towns and there's probably a lot of like old density in these neighborhoods, right? You're going to have those old apartment buildings. The yeah. further you get from downtown, the less of those you're going to see probably. Yeah. So that's probably one of the reasons that you're finding the deals there. Yes. Because that's where they were all built yep. 50 years, 60 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Are there other neighborhoods that have come up, you know, in the south or oh, yeah, east like, or it's usually know, around downtown? West Edmonton, there's been a bunch yeah. I've looked at. South, north, I, I've mm -hmm. looked everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, I, this is where I found yeah. the numbers work the best for how we want to do it. Because we want to walk, like, I mean, the other problem is they come in and do these like cheap ten, fifteen thousand yeah. dollars rentals and instead of 95 a door, they want me to pay 115. Okay. And for me, that model does, it doesn't work in our model. No, because I don't want to rip out their fifteen thousand dollar reno. I'd rather than yeah. not do anything. Not have done anything. Door, right? So, so they're still coming up. Like, is there a capacity or like a volume that you're looking to do? And then when you kind of get past that, you're good. Like, if you do this ninety building, are you 
Are you going to buy another 90 if it comes on, you know, comes to your desk? If the deals work, I just buy them. Yeah. <laughs> so anything 90 a door, you're pretty much in. Pretty well. Like, yeah. I, well, I mean, if it's, as long as it's not in central McDougal. Okay. Like it's, yeah. So, but in that general area, those are kind of ideal for you. Yeah. Okay. Like they're B minus neighborhoods. And, yeah, we're, and, we're, and we're putting A minus like product yeah. in those neighborhoods, right? So we're, we're better yeah. than our neighbors. Yeah. And that's kind of what you want to be, and, right? Yeah. And we're not as good as the new stuff. Yeah. But you're a value play. We're definitely a value play. So I think that's a great place to be with what's coming, you know, like a hundred percent people who were a tenants might just become B tenants because they want to save some money. Yeah. And, and the funniest thing is that like you talk, like we're talking to some big money guys out there and they're like, mm -hmm. you guys are like nailing this sweet spot. And I'm like, you say that now, but like a year ago when we said we were going to do this, my realtor said, you're nuts. Everyone said we were nuts. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, we'll see, right? It's 15 units. If it blows up in our face, I give up, pay the back, the investors out of my own money, whatever. Yeah. And we'll, we'll move on. Right. Um, but and, it worked well, right? So it worked really So well. no one was really doing that, that sweet spot nope. there. So Nobody's the older really building, but done up nice. Yeah. Nope. And I think a lot of us can think of those type of buildings around here too, where like it's, you, you're still got an old building. It's obviously old. Yeah. But we fixed yeah. the plumbing. We fixed the electrical. So it's we got fixed no the issues. Roof, the windows, like a lot of them were, we're yeah. taking down trees out front. We're putting like uh, concrete side things. Okay. In. So, so making you know, it fixing, nice. Well, fixing the problems, right? Like there's yeah. water like leaking because of grading. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's just put concrete in because we're going to own this for a fair yeah. amount of time. So let's, let's make it proper. So what is the outlook? Like how long you figure you'll keep it? goal right now is five to seven years but yeah. who knows yeah right like once you put a 50-year am on it's like oh this, why sell this in cash flows and if as long as everything works then why yeah. why would we why yeah. would we sell i mean the only thing i've heard with edmonton is the rents can be volatile yes they can so you you could you know maybe you're getting 14 or and maybe it goes know, to 12 maybe it goes to 12 then maybe it goes to 10 or 1000 but i think that I those think numbers you have enough buffer there that you could probably take a bit of a hit with I Which think rent? so, and I think we're going to have more last or um, uh, stick stickiness mm -hmm. just because of the quality of product. Yeah, and I'm a big believer in that. Like, just be better than your competition, which you are in that B category, yeah. right? So that's uh, again, like I'm just big on that kind of sort of more recession-proof real estate. Mm -hmm. I think that's really smart. And then you you're obviously in an area that's kind of recession-proof to begin with. Not not that it's not volatile with oil because it is. Yeah, but it's just so cheap. Like there's always going to be people that'll live in Edmonton because it's cheap. Hundred percent. And yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, I think that where the floodgates are going to open for immigration, and I think a lot of people are going to go out mm. there. Yeah, just for the opportunity. Just for the like, opportunity. What's what's new and starting? Like, is tech becoming a big thing in Edmonton? Tech is starting to become. It's not going to become Silicon Valley, but there's a couple of tech startups yeah. out there in Edmonton and Calgary. Um, but mm. just, it's just the cost of living, right? Yeah, it's the cost of living plus it's, mm. you know, you get the cost of living benefit and you can drive an hour and a half and be in the mountains that is cool it's yeah. it's it's so cool right so like they're more yeah. outdoorsy like how how far from like closest ski hills or so mountains? they're jasper right jasper is so the closest skiing jasper is the closest and that'd be like what two hours an hour and a half two yeah. hours yeah like i drive from canmore to there in four hours canmore to edmonton yeah and yeah. one of the guys was like, I do that in two and a half. I'm like, good for you. I've done that. I did that drive as Actually, a kid. We drove from Edmonton all the way around and through to Calgary, like yeah. just through all those those towns. I remember it being a long way to get to like Banff from, from Edmonton. Yeah, it's four hours. Yeah. 
But uh, nice drive. It's a beautiful. Well, it's yeah. actually really boring. Like from Calgary to Edmonton is really boring. Like we stopped at Red yeah. Deer for a tea and maybe gas or whatever. There's and Sylvan it. Lake along the way there. If it's well, uh, if you yeah you have like if you're just if you're getting off the highway for sure it's yeah. like lots of stuff to do and beautiful and then mm-hmm. no but it is a boring drive otherwise I've yeah. done that one too. It's yeah. like this slowly uphill on the way to Calgary slowly downhill. On the way yeah. To it's getting a little colder the whole way. And it's straight north, right? So Edmonton's quite a bit cooler than uh, than Calgary is. 100%, yeah. But also cooler because it's further from the mountains. It doesn't get that Chinook effect and yeah. stuff. But again, none of that matters as an investor. You're not living there. Exactly. <laughs> Just get your cash flow there. Yep. So if somebody wanted to get started in Edmonton, being that it's a new market, like you're a seasoned investor, what are some of the things that you do to make sure that you're not making decisions that are, you know, you're going to work with the wrong people, that type of thing? I mean, so when we started out there, we got referrals for, I don't know, 15 contractors, 20 contractors. We had, we interviewed, I don't know, 10, 15 property Mm -hmm. managers. We selected a property manager and then we basically, they fired us and that's how we found our new one. Um, But we just kept asking, who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? Yeah. Just everyone you're talking to, yeah. Just, and I put it out That's there on Facebook. Goes. I put it out there on Rain Group. I put it out, you know, send mm-hmm. it on my YouTube channel. Hey, who who do you guys know? Comment down below. Yeah. Send me a DM. Do whatever, right? So super helpful. Like, there's nothing better than that. Like, just get people in your network to refer you. But well, referrals are everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like going in cold with people, and you get a lot more armor treatment from the contractors when you're referred to. Yeah. So it works works on both sides. Okay, Mark, where should people find you? Uh, yeah, come to my YouTube channel, Mark Loeffler Experience, uh, or Instagram, Living the Dream Forty, okay. or just look up Mark Loeffler, and, and I'm sure you'll find me on. Yeah, Google. I'll <laughs> put the, put those links in. Yeah, yeah, I'll make sure people can find you. Okay, any parting words of wisdom? Today's climate, what's going on? Honestly, uh, be greedy when others are fearful. Right? Yeah. Use that. Use this to your advantage. I think this is even though we go into a recession, I don't think. Uh, yeah. long-term prices are going to stay down. And if you can pick up good deals, now's the time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt to be a little bit in cash right now, I don't think, even though inflation's that high. Yeah, um, I'm looking at some shorter-term cash stuff right now yeah. uh, just to take events or some opportunities as they come up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an important lesson. And, I, and I've been trying to think about this. Like, how do I be greedy when others are fearful right now? Like, what is the, the play? And and I was thinking, yeah, cash is great, but you also don't want to leave it when, you know, the inflation's here. Yeah. Like, you want to be able to take advantage of those opportunities when they come because, you know, credit dries up when values are down too. So, I mean, I don't know if like people have these big HELOCs, if they should worry that maybe some of that gets locked down. I don't know. I don't think that, that's going to happen. That's probably not. Hopefully no. not. Uh, but, you know, this is probably a good time to make sure you have access to that yep. so that if there is a great opportunity, you can just start snapping stuff up. That's right. Yeah. Rather than cry over your existing stuff going down, let's let's go buy a bunch more and, you know, cost average our way yep. to uh, profitability. For sure. So, Anyways, okay, Mark, always great talking to you. Appreciate you coming over. Right. It's usually me going the other way. To yeah, for sure. <laughs> all, all 10 minutes down the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, we'll catch up again soon. All right, thanks, bud. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.